Building Faith Podcast by Chris Reese Ministries is a podcast to bring you biblical solutions to life's tough challenges. For more tools, tips, and teachings, check out our community by going to chrisreese.com. That's K-R-I-S-R-E-E-C-E.com. While you're focusing on how to protect yourself from the narcissist's manipulative schemes, the enemy is laser-focused on you. He's using backdoor attempts to try to infiltrate your life. And while it's tempting to blame the narcissist, after all, they are the Trojan horse, the problem is, is that 1 Peter 5, 8 reminds us that we are to be sober-minded, be watchful, because your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. So today, I want to talk to you about the seven demonic doors that can be opened in your life through this narcissistic relationship and how to slam it shut in the mighty name of Jesus. Well, hey, my friend, welcome back to another edition of the Building Faith Podcast, which is my hope to bring you biblical solutions to life's tough challenges. So if you're not already subscribed, go ahead and hit that subscribe and notification button. Door number one is suspicion. When someone that you should be able to count on, trust in, rely upon, betrays you, man, that hits to the core. It leads you to think, well, if I can't trust my parent or my partner, who can I trust? And you begin to view others through the lens of suspicion. Look, I get it. You're tainted. But I want to encourage you not to allow the enemy to use a spirit of suspicion to destroy the possibility of any healthy future relationships. And this doesn't mean that you override your God-given discernment and just trust everyone. That would be foolish. But rather, allow God to show you who you can and can't trust by leaning on him and waiting to see what fruit they produce. Number two is confusion. If there is one certain quality that narcissists develop within their victims, that's confusion. Your desire to resolve conflict and grow in relationship is met instead with an onslaught of underhanding accusations and backhanded belittlements. It's enough to leave you bewildered, wondering how they're just not understanding what you're saying. Well, it's not that they don't understand, it's that they don't care. And that's confusing because you're confusing some of their fake self-serving interactions with genuine interest in the relationship. My friend, God is not the author of confusion. Believe his promises and respond promptly to his commands and confusion will loosen its grip on you. Number three is an identity crisis. Whether it's listening to their damaging words or just spending all of your focus on meeting their narcissistic needs, narcissistic relationships are a surefire way to live below your potential. And over the years, I've encountered many narcissistic survivors who say, I don't even know who I am. And if you're not grounded in Christ, they can wreak havoc on your self-esteem. So what's the solution? Turn your focus to what God says about you. Despite what the narcissist says, despite whether you believe God's word or not, immerse yourself in scriptures like Psalm 139, 13 through 16 and Ephesians 2, 10 until it begins to drown out all of those narcissistic lies. Don't fool yourself though, my friend. This will be a battle as the enemy will want to pull you back into that old toxic thinking. Keep fighting, my friend. And number three definitely opens the door to number four, which is codependency. Codependency is an unhealthy attachment and reliance on others to get 
your needs met. It's like you can't be okay unless they're okay with you. And in codependent relationships, you rely on each other instead of God. As romantic as that may sound in movies, it is highly destructive in healthy relationships. And Satan is a master at getting you to look to others for your needs and then calling it love. And codependents are classic mood monitors. They pride themselves on feeling others' feelings. My friend, this is not a superpower. This is a demonic distortion to what healthy interdependent relationships should look like. And if you are struggling with codependency, please know that you're not alone. It is such a prevalent problem, even in the body of Christ. And that's why I created my Conquering Codependency Biblically online course. I'll go ahead and include a link in the description below. Number five is trauma bonding. Worse than codependency, trauma bonding is when you, as the victim, develop a deep sense of affection, empathy, and sympathy for your abuser. And this form of bonding isn't positive. And like codependency, it's the devil's counterfeit for healthy, interdependent relationships. Now, a trauma-bonded person can actually see their abuser's actions as love. And the enemy is hard at work in this dynamic as it plays on our intrinsic need for attachment and validation. But there is hope because if you are in Christ, there is no devil in hell or narcissistic person on earth that is more powerful than our God. Allow him to break that bond by reforming your attachment to him and to him alone. And you may also benefit from professional help. And we've connected with Faithful Counseling to help you find the right counselor for you. So I'll go ahead and include a link in the description below. If you click that link, you'll not only receive 10% off your first month's counseling, but they're going to pair you with the right counselor for you and your situation. Number six is maladaptive behavior. It begs to reason that if a narcissist has maladaptive behaviors over time, you can learn to respond with equal, albeit different, types of poor relationship skills. And if you've chosen to stay with a narcissist and aren't completely submitted to the Lordship of Jesus Christ, my friend, you will develop unhealthy behaviors to cope. But coping and thriving are not the same. It's not uncommon for partners or children of narcissistic abusers to develop survival behaviors, ranging from substance abuse to victim-like thinking, and you may even find yourself being manipulative and using guilt as a weapon or adopting unhealthy forms of avoidance. Granted, it's impossible to have healthy relationships when one of the two people are toxic, but I want you to be careful not to fall into the trap of exchanging evil for evil. And number seven is narcissism. Yes, if you're not careful, being in a narcissistic relationship for a considerable amount of time can actually make you susceptible to becoming narcissistic yourself. Now, don't hear what I'm not saying. This isn't a guarantee, but the devil is sly in this way as he gets you to focus all of your attention on learning about narcissism and staying stuck in self-pitying, a victim mindset. And he, stay, he keeps you stuck in these patterns of focusing on yourself and what the damage is to your life instead of focusing on growing in the Lord. See, now your life becomes all about you. You are either now a covert victim or an overt power taker. 
oh, look, they ruined my life or I'm getting my power back. Both of these mindsets leave God out of the equation. My friend, I've only touched on a few so far. What other demonic doors do you see opened in narcissistic relationships? Let me know in the comments below. Want to learn the demonic spirits behind narcissism? I want to invite you to jump on over to episode 217 to check that out. Also, if you are tired of people pleasing and want to be a God pleaser, I want to invite you to take our free Am I a People Pleaser quiz to learn your people pleasing type? I will go ahead and include a link in the show notes, or you can jump on over to chrisreese.com and grab that valuable resource today. Thank you for listening to the Building Faith Podcast. Remember to subscribe. For more resources mentioned in this podcast, go to chrisreese.com. While you're there, help us keep the Building Faith Podcast on the air by becoming a monthly supporter or by making a one time donation. Well, my friend, until next time, remember, All things are possible with God.